Hey everybody, how's it going? Halo Theorist back here, coming at you guys with my fifth podcast, and unfortunately today, I'm actually joined by two of my good friends, uh, Noah and Colin, if you guys want to say hi really quick. What's going on, guys? Hello. So today we're going to be talking about the multiplayer aspect of Halo Infinite, past Halo games, what currently is in the Halo games, and we're going to kind of see what we like, what we don't like, and maybe what we want to see for Halo Infinite. Um, I'm actually going to start this by passing it off to Colin to talk about some of his favorite aspect uh, of some of the games that we played with and talk about the dynamics of some of armor and customization. So Colin, uh, let me hand it off to you. Yeah, so uh, one of the things that I would like to see um, personally in Halo Infinite is uh, that diversity in armor customization and armor permutations. So uh, the thing that most notably in the in the Halo um, series is Halo Reach's armor um, customization. So for those who you know are more recent fans of Halo and did not play Halo Reach, um, Halo Reach operated um, by purchasing credits. So you you have a credit system and you earn credits um, based on completing the campaign, matchmaking, custom games, um, firefights. So just whenever you play Halo Reach, you earn credits. And um, when you rank up, you can start using these credits to purchase different um, kind of things regarding armor. So um, the actual armor pieces, you can purchase that as well as there's some um, effects to the armor. So you could have like, um, I think Birthday Party was one of them. Um, and that was like 200,000 credits or something like that. Um, but there was effects you could have to the armor um in Halo Reach. So I think having that in Halo Infinite would be pretty cool. At least the the customization, right? For the armor. Yeah, so um, I yeah, I totally like that. The idea of having especially the effects were something that we kind of saw in Halo Reach, especially with like you were saying, the Grand Birthday Party, the thunderstorm ability. Um, like there was like a fog, there was one with like hearts. I remember there being like a good number of them, the red and the blue flame. And even in Halo 3, I feel like I remember back in those days, there was like the uh, flaming helmet for Halo 3, uh, the red and the blue flame. And those are some of like my greatest memories because being able to have that kind of armor was really, really cool. And while I'm not a big fan of the armor uh, unlock system that we have here currently in Halo 5 with the rec packs and whatnot, as you were saying with Reach, I really liked the Reach progression of armor. Um, there were certain armor unlocks that you couldn't get until later in the game. And it was really nice because you know you had to go through the credit system. You couldn't just buy it. And while there were some legendary edition stuff that you had to, you know, purchase with the legendary edition, you would get, you know, your little code back on the 360 and punch that in. It still made it nice because, you know, if you purchase a legendary edition, you had that. If you decided to, you know, rank up high and get something like the later unlock armor, that was also nice. But none of it was behind any super crazy barriers um, that we actually will end up seeing. And I don't know if there anything you kind of wanted to add to that, Noah. Yeah, definitely. Well, we've already heard uh, from 343 that we will be seeing some sort of more similar to reach customization system so it'll be interesting to see exactly how that works because for all of halo 5's armor flaws there was a lot of diversity of armor pieces there but there was no ability to mix and match that to create something truly unique and something that was you you know that was one of the things i enjoyed about reach because 
almost everybody had a different set of armor. I would always run a different chess piece with mixed and match shoulder pads and just something that was unique, something that was me, you know, something that allowed me to express myself out there. And as we were talking about with the armor effects, that was a really good way of just having players set themselves apart from everybody else. You could tell when people were out there who had put in their time, who had put in their work, who had gone through the process of getting those armor effects. It was really cool to see, and I do hope we see some sort of armor effects like that again, because that was definitely very nice. Yeah. You know, that that is something interesting to point out, that I, I feel like uh, the kind of the Halo 5 system, where it is just randomized, um, you know, based on the, the pack, um, isn't really that rewarding necessarily i prefer personally like in halo 3 even where you had a, all the armor was completed based on uh, the achievements so like eod was um i think you had a complete campaign on legendary it's been actually a while since i've looked at it but um you know having that um you need to complete stuff in order to get you know each armor piece rather than kind of just randomly unlocking it i think it definitely made it more um, you know, it, it had a purpose to the game, right? So it made you mm -hmm. want to sit down and say, okay, I really like this armor piece, or I like these shoulder pads, or whatever, and you wanted to, you know, kind of grind out for it. So that's, um, I, I know Noah just mentioned, um, you know, kind of grinding it out and um, trying to get a specific mm -hmm. piece and stuff like that. So I think that would be really interesting if, if um, Infinite um, kind of adopted that, or brought back, rather, um, that ability for us to like earn um, specific armor pieces and stuff. Well, talking about like specific armor pieces like that, like how you're saying they were kind of blocked behind achievements. One of the, or some of the like craziest armor pieces, like Halo 3 had the recon helmet, which was actually behind the Vidmasters. And Colin, I know that's one of the things that you really enjoyed. And like we actually even all have gone back and done now that we're much better at Halo, because I just remember it being originally really, really hard to beat some of those Vidmasters, and I think the only one I personally don't have is Endure, but Colin, I'm going to actually ask you about that. Like, What do you think about the Vidmasters, then, for possibly Halo Infinite? I mean, we haven't seen those since Halo 3 days and Halo 3 ODST, so what, what do you think about that? Yeah, so... Um... And again, for those, um, like I said, who are more recent to the series, um, and I think they were in um, Master Chief Collection, but uh, back uh, during Halo 3 and ODST days, there was something called Vidmasters, and these are seven different challenges that are supposed to be um, difficult. Some are more difficult than others, but they, they've ranged from you know completing a ODST mission without shooting a single bullet or throwing grenades to... Um, you know, finding skulls on the forge maps and stuff. That so there's just a, a range of challenges, and uh, once you complete these challenges, you unlock recon armor. Um, now, one thing that I think I've only seen like one person back in the day with it. So, you know, because of that, it's really a prestigious thing to have. A lot of people, like I remember, a lot of people try to you know just grind on end and. Um, specifically one of them was the seven on seven which is like the seventh day of the month you would have to play this playlist and get seven exp um tokens and you know everybody would just you know come on like whatever after school or after work or whatever and just kind of grind it out trying to get this um to get the recon armor so you know like i said i think 
recon and the vidmaster challenges really added a, a tough goal to try and get. And I know a lot of people try to do it. Um, and I think that would be really interesting if Halo Infinite could um, have something equivalent of a vidmaster, so some really cool armor piece or uh, an armor effect, like what we kind of talked about before. Um, you know, just some big uh, kind of goal. Um, you know that all players can can try and achieve. No, I, I really, think that'll be really good for the for the game. Yeah, I really like the the vidmasters. To be honest, um, while most of them, I think there were only a few that were kind of a little shady on what you needed to do. Uh, the difficulty level of them felt very appropriate, and it felt extremely rewarding to get that. I mean, I myself don't think that everybody in a game should be able to run around with the same piece of armor and whatnot. Like I personally enjoy having a set of armor and a piece that you know people can look at it and be like dang you had to go through a lot to get that you had to do that and it's kind of similar to like the achilles helmet in halo 5 where i don't even remember what the qualifications are for that but i remember when i did know it was absolutely ridiculous and i'm like yeah i'm never gonna i'm never gonna get to that not while i'm playing halo 5 and you know that's a just decision i made but i can also when i see that respect whoever has that helmet and say like yeah no they went through all of that like this is probably either a very good Halo 5 player or someone that's really dedicated time to the game and from you know to look more at the pretty much the vidmasters it also kind of brings a sense of camaraderie because a lot of the vidmasters required that you had to have other people playing with you like endure required that you had to have four people in Halo 3 ODST firefight on heroic or higher um Annual was one that required that you had four people on Halo 3 Legendary all in Ghosts finishing the last mission. So I really like how it somewhat forced the community together if you wanted to do that too. And it brought a sense of completion with not just yourself, but with also your friends. You know, and I think that's something important too. Um, and I, I know we're, we're going to probably talk about that is um, like kind of teamwork and team the team aspect to games because... Um, you know, I just feel like nowadays, and not even just the in Halo in the Halo titles, but just kind of most games, um, I just see people not really caring. Which is, you know, that's fine. You know, they pay whatever how much money it is for the game. You know, they could play it however they want. But like, you know, having these vid uh, these vidmasters, sorry, you know, really adds that you need to work as a team to complete something. Right. With what you said about, you know, Vidmaster Annual or Endure, uh, Deja, I think it was Deja Vu, the one on Coastal Highway for ODST. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it added that we need to work together as a team to complete this mission. And you can't get away with having one person just kind of do everything while the three other people just, you know, sit back and do nothing. So, um, you know, definitely, like I said, having those Vidmasters will kind of change the approach of how people kind of play halo infinite if if they obviously were to adopt it i think you know this the play style of people would be um kind of just different not only in you know multi or uh you know four player co-op campaign but also probably in the multiplayer um games as well right and i think that halo's most definitely lacking that sort of pinnacle challenge that really tough thing that gives you a reason to play the game and not only to play the game but to consider trying to get this certain set of armor and i think that's something that's kind of a problem with not only halo really but the 
entirety of the gaming industry as a whole right now because a lot of time what we'll see is instead of locking something customizable behind a fun and attainable challenge we'll see it instead be tossed over to the cosmetic microtransaction section which is unfortunate and we know that halo infinite will likely have these microtransactions as seen in halo 5 however i'm hoping we have a more different approach that can handle that sort of thing in a more reasonable manner and so, you know no, that's that isn't mm-hmm. um you know i like what you said though about that that pinnacle challenge because i definitely think that um it, it gives a purpose to play the game you know I, yeah. unfortunately for kind of all games now i don't really enjoy playing a lot by myself anymore i only have fun playing like with a group of friends and stuff but you know having that challenge or that goal really kind of made you want to get on and say look i really want to you know get this armor i'm going to start you know grinding out um you know for the whole weekend or whatever to try and complete this um you know nowadays it's i don't feel that at all um you know the games kind of just get a little stale because it's kind of the same thing and it's like you're just kind of playing and there's no real you know purpose kind of behind it um so you know i i definitely like what noah said about that that pinnacle challenge um, that's a great way to to phrase it because um, like i said the vidmasters did you know it was hard it wasn't impossible it was just very hard to complete and it required a lot of time effort and patience to complete it but when completing it it was you know very rewarding yeah, I think that's an important distinction to make is that it has to be something that's possible, not something that's just, oh, play one million hours of Halo Infinite. Something boring. It's got to yeah, be something interesting, something, challenging. Something that's challenging that is possible to do, but you know, mm-hmm. you have to know what you're doing in order to do it. Yeah, and it's something not that randomized or anything. Yeah, like it that, really yeah. tests you as a player. It helps you learn, helps you improve. That would definitely be good. And speaking of learning and improving, what about the MMR system three we've seen? Yeah, so um, one of the things that um, I know I spoke to Jeremy about um, a couple times was um, Halo Infinite using um, an MMR system. So um, for those who aren't familiar with the MMR system, MMR is your uh, your matchmaking rankings. So um, Halo 3 used this system, um, I think it was in 2009 when they... Um, they implemented this so it was a couple years after the uh release of halo 3 but what it is is you you have a, a rank essentially or like a uh, a ranking number and all of your games you play against people that are around your your elo system um so those who actually play chess it's a very similar system um so what happens is is you have a rank and your uh the enemy team or enemy players rather they also have ranks so if the enemy has a higher rank than you and you win you would actually increase your mmr and uh, vice versa so if you end up playing you know people who have lower uh, mmr than you and you win you don't rank up nearly as much because theoretically you should win it's kind of a, a numbers and statistics sort of deal but um so what halo 3 did was um for their mmr system is you needed mmr in order to rank up so there's uh two things or two key parts to halo 3 ranking up 
Um, there's EXP and then there's uh, skill level. So um, the first thing about the EXP, um, you get EXP when playing uh, ranked in the ranked playlist. So there's the ranked and then the social. So social is just kind of casual. You don't really rank up. It's just kind of having fun. Uh, the ranked playlist, um, whenever you win a game, you get one EXP token. So just any game you play, you get one EXP token and if you win. Um, however, if you lose, you know, nothing happens. You don't gain anything, but you don't lose. Um, however, if you do leave a game, um, you lose EXP. So, um, so that's the EXP system. It's pretty simple. Um, the skill-based, um, that's kind of where the MMR starts to kick in. Um, so skill-based is based on you winning your games. So whenever you, I think it's first, second, or third for Lone Wolves, and if you win, um, you know, Team Slayer or something like that, uh, you get a skill point. So in order to rank up in Halo 3 to, like, going from, let's just say, lieutenant to captain, you would need to have a certain EXP number as well as a uh, high skill level, so those skill points. So it usually is like 20 or something like that. So in order to get from a lieutenant to a captain, you need to win 20 ranked games. Um, what I thought was very interesting about this, and it kind of goes to the whole theme of what we talked about so far about you know making every you know, game and having purpose in the game, um, you know, it really made players try their best in all the games, um, or at least for ranked games, because, you know, I see nowadays in games like Counter-Strike, for example, um, you know, people just kind of throw and they don't really care, but in Halo 3, it was the opposite. I, I you know, everybody cared. They put in 110% of each match because they wanted to rank up, and, um, so yeah, like I mean, Jeremy, what do you what do you think about that? You know, Halo Infinite using the Halo. Yeah, so ranking I, I really like that idea, and actually, for someone who plays a lot of Halo, the competitive scene and like watches the Halo competitive series, looking at that from that perspective, I feel would do a very good job. And I really like the point you brought up with Counter Strike and how they're kind of implementing that and how they use that because. As you guys are saying, the competitive scene in Halo really seems to, I would say, have died. Not necessarily in the sense that they're not still streaming it and that there aren't still people that are playing it, but that the overall amount of people that are good at Halo, like you would see in other games like Call of Duty, you know, Modern Warfare just released. And there are tons of people that are on Twitch streaming it, that are, that are doing it and everything. But if you try to look at Halo, the competitiveness in Halo is nowhere near as high. And I don't know, it just kind of frustrates me that sometimes I join games and, you know, I'm looking to have a good time, you know, when you're playing your game. And as you were stating earlier, playing with your friends, you know, multiplayer is something that I really want to have a good time doing, especially with my friends, but I'd also like to be able to do it on my own. And as an individual, I want to be able to be individually ranked appropriately. And Halo 5 currently has its seasons where, you know, you can be ranked, uh, I guess, appropriately for, you know, how you would go into a playlist and then you would play 10 games and it ranks you from there, which is great. But overall ranking is something that I want as well. I don't want it to just be my Spartan rank or, you know, my credit rank. I like it to be something like how MMR brings in, where there is a skill level somewhat involved to kind of help, at least with what I feel like, prevent some of those Smurf accounts from coming on. And while there's no 
absolute method for it. I really like the idea that I'm going to be matched with people that are actually going to make me better at Halo because if I did want to get into the competitive realm of things, that's what would actually make me better. Not against playing a bunch of Smurf people or like people who are Smurfing on my team and making it very frustrating for me. And so, I mean, and we actually together, um, Noah, Colin, I remember back in like 2016, we kind of started a little bit of a competitive team where we kind of, you know, we looked at the maps and we did that and stuff. And we know that there are competitive people out there for, for Halo 5. You know, if you're looking for them, there are, there are plenty of good teams out there and people who are playing. But in order to find that, I guess, everywhere and to kind of make it a wider known thing, implementing a system like MMR, I feel, would be really awesome for the competitive scene. And Noah, I know you've also watched kind of the Halo Championship series. Well, you know, what do you think about that? Yeah, I definitely agree that the competitive scene needs a little bit of help obviously we've seen 343 take the necessary steps you know a lot of the microtransaction money actually went towards acs which was really nice and then of course uh, just recently they announced that they're going to be reducing the downtime between matches which was a big complaint that a lot of people had so it's good to see that that improvement is hopefully going to be there because halo is a fantastic competitive shooter there's a lot to learn. The maps are complicated. The weapons are fun. You know, you can have a great time team shotting. We were just playing, what was it, triple team last night? Yeah, that was extremely fun. The moments you get where you just hit those team shots, you coordinate, you control those power positions. It's just, it's great. I really, I really enjoy getting to do that. And speaking of what you were saying is like the maps and stuff like that, something else I want to go into, a kind of contrary to competitive, is actually the non-competitive side of things like custom games and forge because halo multiplayer and some of my best memories in halo multiplayer weren't in multiplayer competitive like social or anything like that they were in custom games they were in things like rumble pit or you know we were messing around in in forge and something i really really like about halo is the ability to build your own maps and that forge itself since halo 3 when it started has come a long ways you know, so far now that we have things like Forge Labs and crazy things like that, where people in Halo 5, and I feel like Halo 5 isn't appreciated for how amazing sometimes the Forge is and the custom games and things that can be built yeah. by the players. Yeah. I mean, it is, we do, I do custom game nights. I mean, <laughs> shameless plug there, but still, like, the custom game nights that we do have are absolutely amazing because we are able to do games that were possibly never even intended for the game, but due to the ability for things like forge and custom games you know being made through things on forge it's a totally different game you know halo's not limited to just shooting each other you know i guess kind of mindlessly and capture the flag and simple things like that i mean there's just so much to it and as i said my best memories are there i mean colin i remember you and i have played custom games and no i know you currently play custom games with me now every friday and every sunday but colin what do you what do you think about custom games like as i guess how how it's come since you know, like the earlier I, games, I, I think custom games is a really awesome, um, you know, style um, or just kind of an important thing for Halo because um, you know we were talking about the competitive stuff and you know that is great, but you know when you get like kind of burnt out on just like you know tryharding or just really just playing the game a lot, you want to be able to just kind of take a step back and just have fun with your friends, and I think custom games is. Uh, you know really awesome awesome way of doing that and you know there are a lot of fun um, you know game types on 
uh, Halo 5 that were just made by custom games and stuff um, and Forge um, that I think, you know, is really important. Um, like I said, it, it's a great way for you to just kind of, um, you know, unwind and take a step back and just be able to have fun. Um, and, and I, you know, obviously that's kind of what playing a game is about is just having fun with it. Yes, there is, you know, being competitive and stuff, but um, also just being able to have fun with um, your friends or, and whatnot is also really important as well. So. Yeah. And I think right now in Halo five, we have forge at its absolute peak, just the amount of creativity we've seen from some of the members of the community and just the insane creations. Like, I believe it's called Night of the Mantis. People are able to make a scripted thing where Mantises charge at you and two opposing teams are fighting off in this Call of Duty Zombies-like survival scenario. And not only that, but we see sort of adventure maps and just custom crazy creations. It's just so much fun and so much flexibility. A lot of my best memories are from messing around in Forge or playing this ridiculous custom game like Mongu Sumo or something. I think that's also really cool too that um, you know in Halo 5 that's actually a multiplayer um, game type or playlist. Um, you can play like all these um, you know maps and game types that were created by the community and they're open to the public to play um, in matchmaking rather than having the you know, search through like files online or something to be able to play these. These are, you know, available to the public to play. And I, and I, like I said, I think it's absolutely awesome that, um, you know, Halo 5 has, you know, really, I guess, come a long way in that custom games and Forge. Um, and it's, I think it's an awesome, you know, feature for the game. Well, something. Yeah, I really hope the custom browser comes back. I feel like that's a necessity at this point. That was a really creative and really, really thing for Halo. Well, I, I personally feel like that's what keeps Halo 5 really going positively in the eyes of the community right now, is just to still see people pumping out stuff for custom games and the custom games browser. Uh, something I kind of want to refer over to that I feel kind of didn't do as much of a spike as a custom games did was Firefight. And I know that Firefight is something that was fairly new uh, even newer than custom games but firefight i feel could really be amped by doing what they've done with custom games where they give players the ability to make their own custom firefight maps and one of the things that i think people are really excited for with halo reach is to possibly be able to spawn enemy ai and to be able to manipulate the ai and things like that because i mean if i could have firefight like how we have custom games where I'm able to make the maps and make the enemies that come in and whatnot, man. Like, I feel like at that point, you've pretty much opened a whole new realm again for Halo Infinite that could be there that would just absolutely destroy, you know, even like Nazi zombies and stuff like that that we see in other mm -hmm. games. Because, I mean, it just, it would not only be on par, but you could vary it. Not all of it could be the, the same thing. It would just absolutely rechange all of what Firefight has been. And while... It's nice to kind of have it in a competitive sense, you know, through multiplayer and a playlist, just kind of like how the, in the social playlist and what Colin, you had said a minute ago, and what made me think of Firefight, which was that Rumble Pit has a lot of the custom games 
that 343 is recognized and put into the playlist, what if we could do that same thing but with Firefight? Not only that, but what if you could do it in like a team sort of sense? You know, you added like a, a Nazi zombies aspect to it where you went through rounds or things like that and had to complete it. I mean, with Halo Reach, I know that the fastest way to rank up with credits was to just do a Super Fiesta Firefight, but to have sort of it be a little bit different and to take aspects of Halo 5 where we're able to play it, you know, openly through uh, the playlist on Halo 5, maybe even compete, but to also have recognized community maps and things that are brought in on that level that 343 wants, you know, quality, and to implement it to the usual player, to the, you know, to the standalone player that maybe doesn't have the group of friends that they want to do it with, because that would also just add, I feel like, such great memories, like how we all have talked about with custom games mm -hmm. and Forge. Yeah, I think something similar to what Halo 5 has in its current state would be nice. However, I do agree that we definitely need to see the return of that more survival element instead of the sort of small objectives that Halo 5 has going for. I think the goal should be to evolve Firefight into something that could have multiple different play styles. So you could maybe, if you like this sort of Halo 5 approach where you do around, kill a boss, and just work together, then you could have that sort of mode. Or if you just like the typical survive as long as you can, you could have that available. But maybe you could also have something similar to the Easter eggs of the zombies side, how you sort of have that objective to work towards, and you have a sort of mission to complete, kind of like Spartan Ops, but definitely would be more refined to give that sense of camaraderie that we've been talking about and to kind of give you those epic PvE moments that Halo's known for because the gameplay fighting against AI in Halo is amazing. It's fun. It's great. Playing with your friends and slaughtering a bunch of grunts only to hear the world-famous announcer tell you you've gotten a triple kill or an overkill is just awesome. And speaking of that announcer, how about him, everybody? Yeah, I definitely like the announcer of where he's come from since Halo 1. I mean, the announcer is one of the most iconic things in Halo multiplayer. And with implementing that kind of announcer, you know, what we've been talking about with Firefight and into more of like a custom games or like more survival thing, it would be cool to see if we could make the announcer or maybe even number of announcers have sort of like a dialogue that they can pull from and that they can lead things into because in Halo 5 a lot of things that we see have you know objectives that say interact or destroy or things like that but to have an announcer actually kind of say it to you was going to I mean it was just it would be awesome to kind of have that to have that announcer voice kind of uh, say something about about the game and about what's going on to it um but I Colin I'm going to kind of ask you is there anything that you wanted to say on that in terms of the uh, the announcing? Yeah, and the announcer, or that even like with Firefight, you know, and, and implementing the custom games Forge in with an announcer there. You know, I, just one of the things I wanted to mention about Firefight is, uh, you know, ODST, I remember, because I tried this, and I, uh, this was a long time ago, back when I was, you know, in middle school, so I wasn't really that good at Halo, but, um, you know, Firefight allowed for you, there, there was that, that, you know that thing we're talking about with uh, a goal 
Um, you know, you could get, uh, I think it was Dare, if you beat the firefight. Or I, I don't remember exactly what it was. It had to do with firefight and completing um, to a certain point on Legendary. But you would unlock, you know, armor out of it. Um, you know, and you could unlock um, all the ODST characters or whatever by completing, um, you know, missions and, you know, challenges and that sort of stuff. But I remember that Dare's was firefight on Legendary. And I think having you know in terms of firefight having a goal rather than just kind of you know kind of just mindlessly killing um you know grunts and all that sort of stuff but having like some goal or purpose to it would really you know make firefight uh kind of more prestigious i guess um so i i, I didn't know what your thoughts on i th that's personally my opinion like i think firefight would be even a more better game type if there is you know, unlockables out of it by, you know, creating a, ch a challenge for players and creating that um, sort of thing for them to try and unlock rather than just kind of, you know, blindlessly killing, um, you know, a bunch of grunts and all that sort of stuff. So, well, thinking about, yeah, yeah. sorry, what you were saying, what you're thinking about with uh, the, you know, firefight and having purpose to it and stuff like that. I mean, even the vidmasters had their level of things that they had like they had hidden skulls and stuff on the maps and what we were saying a minute ago is for the ability for a player to create their own maps that firefight would be on would kind of lead into another point that i've been wanting to ask noah about because noah takes some real examination into a lot of the maps that you know we play on and do things you know noah, what do you think about the maps and things in the maps maybe uh that would be really important for halo 5 or sorry uh, halo, halo infinite, infinite my bad infinite. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah the main thing is Halo has some phenomenal maps throughout the series. You know, going back to CE, you have Blood Gulch, everybody's favorite map to just load up in a custom game, mess around, and have time. You have these insanely large maps like Jephyrophobia, all sorts of creative, inventive environments to mess around with and have these insane battles. You know, Battle Creek. Uh, let's see, what else is there? Lookout, Midship, Ivory Tower, yeah, all Zanzibar. I mean, there's a, there's so many maps that like if you hear the name, while well, you can't know them immediately, yeah, you'll, you you'll know, know what they are. Yeah, you know where weapons are too on the map, mm -hmm. which are absolutely crazy. And uh, speaking of like weapons and and stuff like that, I mean, the you know, the iconic and nostalgia feeling that we get from playing so many of these maps and seeing them remastered and from Halo Two to Halo Three, Halo Three to you know custom games or you know maybe other things on Reach and even into Halo 2 Anniversary uh, on MCC, and we'll even see some stuff through Halo 5. Hopefully we'll see some remastered in Halo Infinite. What else, uh, Colin, I guess I'll ask you this question then. What do you think that we should be bringing into these maps? You know, like, do you think that the diverse you know, array of weapons and vehicles and stuff uh, is good? I mean, that's something that I think needs to be kind of done. And I, Sorry, I know I said Colin just now, but Noah, what do you, I guess, what do you think about what should be in the maps? I think the main thing is we need to return to something like Sand Trap in Halo 3. Something grand and just, you know, those memories you had of chasing the enemy's elephant or fortifying your own elephant was just something so unique and so different. Yeah, I really I really enjoyed the uh, something that they have with Halo, which is the ability to have a lot of players. And that's actually going to be something that I really liked and that Halo introduced, but I don't feel like they've capitalized on recently, is that Halo was one of the first games to like introduce vehicles onto its multiplayer maps. 
and to have those vehicles be so important in game to be able, I mean, having a vehicle in game, even in Halo five with the Rex and what I personally feel like is an unbalanced Rex system is so crucial and so important on things like Warzone or even just Slayer and other maps like that. Being able to get one of those vehicles is extremely important. And the, but between the, the array of weapons that we can pull from the, with their diversity and their utility and what they can do and then compare that to the vehicles and what we know about the vehicles and what they can do, what do you feel like should be included in, in Halo Infinite then, guys? Well, going off real quick on the weapons before, transition into vehicles um i definitely think we should see the return of some of the more unique and creative wreck weapons we've seen in halo 5 throughout its life because there is some crazy stuff in there that's just a lot of fun i think that's what makes super fiesta so much fun on that particular game just the variety and the craziness of what those weapons offer and while they're not balanced they were never really intended to be balanced they are just incredibly unique and fun to play with. If there's anything you want to talk about on that end, Colin. Yeah, so one of the things uh, I actually wanted to kind of dive into in terms of the weapons before, or just to go back to the weapons real quick, is uh, weapons spawning. Um, so, like, you know, weapons like, uh, you know, the fuel rod or, um, you know, a sniper or something like that. Yeah, um, your power weapons. Yeah, the power weapons, exactly, sorry. Um, you know... I know this could go both ways, but would it be better to have a, you know, that the, the power, a certain power weapon is going to spawn here, or should it be more randomized? Um, so, I don't know. Personally, I feel like it kind of, the game would get pretty stale um, if it's a specific weapon at the same spot. Every, um, you know, however, if it kind of switches up um, places where it spawns on the map i feel like it could bring some more interesting gameplay um but jeremy i didn't or and no too i didn't know what your guys's you know kind of thoughts were on that i think it's an interesting idea but i think the main thing would be to ensure that the pool of weapons that could spawn on that one particular spawn point would be relevant and useful on the map that you're playing, you know? Since not every single power weapon would be effective on every single map, it would have to be something that would be worth going after and worth controlling because that's one of the primary goals in Halo Netches. Yeah, I agree. Or, I think that... Yeah, so... Or... Oh, no, no. I was just basically... Sorry, Jeremy. I was basically going to say that the weapons are all the same on the map, or... Uh, you know, the weapons we see would be the same, but it's just they spawn in different locations. Because, like I said, it, I feel like the game would get pretty stale because everybody's just going to run for, you know, the fuel rod or something, or the rocket launcher, rather than actually kind of playing for it. But see, and then I could see how it would go the other way in that, you know, having that rocket launcher, the fuel rod, or, you know, a power weapon would give your team more control. So, um, you know, that's kind of where I'm, you know, there's that fork in the road. Um, and I was just wanting to kind of get your thoughts. And Jeremy, I know I cut you off. I'm sorry. Oh, no, you're completely fine. I just, that was something I was going to kind of say too, was that making sure that it's not stale and that I think that Halo 5 has kind of already done a good idea about going with Bolt because there are game types where everyone, like Super Fiesta, where everyone has a random weapon, everyone has super unbalanced and different things can be found across the map. Like you never know what you're going to start with. And for players that like that more, 
having um, that be competitive kind of isn't really fair in a competitive sense because you never know what you're going to get. I mean, the level of skill that's involved, you would a lot of people will probably go about and say, well, you have to be good with all weapons. But, I mean, there are times when you're on certain maps, you know, if one team has sniper rifles and, you know, you're all stuck with plasma pistols, it's like, well, what, am, what are we supposed to do? You know, there's really... The unfairness battle on that is just absolutely unbelievable, and it, it's just not gonna. It's probably not gonna work or be seen not light or nicely in the in the light of a lot of people. So, having both, I think, is something that Halo Five has started doing, but could expand a little bit more on, like you're talking about, to kind of diversify and see what is on the map. I know that in custom or in Forge and stuff, what you can do is you can change the weapons and when they spawn and stuff like that, and to have even let's say random weapons spawn throughout the map would be something cool to play because then you don't know what you're going to get and you also don't know what you've you know what you've spawned with but you don't know what you're going to find and that's a little bit better than just die saying oh i had bad weapons and dying like you do in super fiesta this is like hey there's a there's a reason for me to stay alive because i might find something on the map and then from that you know finding things on the map and, and things being random and stuff like that and what we use in competitive Something I would like to see is big team battle be a little bit more competitive to have like straight eight on eight in big team battle. And one of the biggest things in big team battle that really I feel like drives big team battle home besides having that many players and a lot of other games use this too now is the vehicles. And no, I know that we were talking about vehicles a little bit before and we might want to start thinking about wrapping this up here soon. Why don't you talk a little bit about the vehicles and we'll, we'll give our last go around about that. Yeah, so with Big team battle, you can't really do it right without having your vehicle, your vehicular gameplay, because that's one of the more staples of the franchise at this point. You know, when people load up those massive battles, they expect to be able to pilot these awesome vehicles, have this grand time, you know, smash the wraith or piloting, you know, some of the more aerial vehicles like a banshee. I would definitely like to see the return of more cooperative vehicles like the Falcon. That's something that is sort of missing right now. Uh, we did make good strides with the introduction of the Wasp. It's good to have a UNSC aerial vehicle back. But I would like to see, because the Falcon was, you know, your fun in the air sort of warthog type of thing. It was something you would get in with your buddies, have a great time, and sort of rack up some kills if you could. I really like the team aspect, like you were just saying, having vehicles that have multiple people needing to be in them to be incorporated. I mean, when you think about vehicles, especially UNSC ones like the Warhog and you know other ones like maybe even the Hornet and stuff, which is not so much, but you know the vehicles like that or the Mongoose, UNSC vehicles are really based around team dynamic and other vehicles like the Ghost and the Chopper and other things like that maybe aren't so team dynamic, but I really like that that is something that can be added because having a team in big team battle, other things like that work together in a vehicle really brings about nice gameplay. And even if it's just for transportation purposes, I like it a lot as well. And Colin, is there anything you want to say about that to, to finish it off? You know, and I, I think the more recent halos have done a really good job about that. Um, you know, like with the, the Falcon and adding, or, you know, I guess aerial, uh, you know, vehicles um, like a Banshee has been around. Um, well, it was in Halo 3. I know everybody, you know, kind of fought for the Banshee on, you know, maps like Valhalla and stuff. But I, I think having more vehicles kind of adds that new dynamic to the game, right? So it's not just, you know, kind of being on the ground 
capturing the objectives and stuff because that is important but you know adding that aerial um you know being able to control an aerial vehicle or you know a ground-based vehicle um you know i think it really does add a, a really neat um different aspect to the game and you know i think like i said you know the newer or like halo 5 for example has done a really awesome job of you know kind of incorporating that in the game so i would really like to see halo infinite um you know have that um you know i don't know personally how to expand on that um you know i know i know no one you may you know have some um ideas but i think so far they've they've done a really awesome job of um kind of allowing players to use more of those aerial vehicles and create more um different vehicles and um like what you said jeremy about you know a mongoose and you know warthog and stuff being more team um oriented um you know absolutely i think i think that'll be really good for for the game because um it kind of goes to the whole team um you know working as a team um basically everything we've talked about today um you know having warthogs and and you know the mongooses and stuff like that those would allow for you know teams to work together um and i think that'd be that'd be great for halo infinite so well, taking that all in consideration, is there anything else that either of you guys want to say about either that, any of the topics real quick, before we uh, decide to pull this all up and roll it off? Uh, no, I guess, I, or, well, no, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, I guess one last closing topic would be um, just general weapon balance as well. Just something that Halo 5 did a pretty good job with up until the last couple of patches was general weapon balance, you know, in the arena state. You could pick up just about any weapon and feel viable, which was something that a lot of the earlier games actually struggled with, you know, especially Halo 1, <laughs> Halo CE. Yeah, the only use of the Magnum. Was the be all. Yeah, it was the elitist weapon of choice. <laughs> yeah. so, so that's definitely something I want with Halo Infinite is just to be able to pick up every weapon and know that in a certain situation, I will be able to succeed with that weapon. And I feel that part of skill is being able to identify that and to know where yeah. on the map that's going to work out really mm -hmm. well. Because having a skillful player that, you know, would, again, increase other things you've talked about, like MMR, is being able to do something like that. I mean, even the plasma pistol in Halo 5 is somewhat viable. It's not just a totally, absolute worthless trash weapon that is just not worth picking up over anything. And again, like you said, until the last few patches and... Halo 5 has gone through a lot of, you know, destructive and with, you know, some people constructive criticism on that. And one nice thing about 343 is that they do listen and they are trying to change it and make it better. But hopefully with the time they're taking with Halo Infinite now, their weapon balancing is going to be you know just as good as it was probably about a year into Halo 5's launch, uh, probably after they took off the uh, hit scan for like the BR and changed it to an actual projectile weapon because I remember that was pretty, uh, that was pretty bad. Um, and now they've done things like turn the, the Magnum into a, almost a better weapon than the BR. And so it, it kind of, yeah, it's a super <laughs> weapon that's really good now. So, Colin, is there anything you want to add to to finish that off? Um, not really for, for weapon balance. Um, you know, definitely I think they have made a much better, um, you know, trend of going towards uh, kind of weapon balance and being able to pick up any weapon. And obviously, you know, common sense needs to be used so like if you're at a really long range of course a sniper is going to be the shotgun like you know but in terms of like normal kind of uh combat um you know i think every weapon should be able to be have some level of importance to it um 
So, you know, definitely Halo Infinite doing that. Um, and I think 343 has done a really good job of listening to the community and, um, you know, taking their feedback and, um, you know, applying it. Um, but, uh, wow. yeah, so I, I don't really have much more to add on that so all right well if that is going to be the case we're coming up on an hour now this is definitely one of the longer podcasts we've done but i feel like it should be i mean we're covering such a broad topic and you know so many aspects of it that we all enjoy and now that you know we're actually three people on the podcast it's really nice so <laughs> i want to say thank you guys a bunch for both uh, coming on and talking to me this time uh, unfortunately the last podcast i had was one i recorded prior and so this one was one when Noah, you proposed the idea. I was like really excited for, and I'm happy that we all got to be able to come together because I love playing Halo with you guys, and I love being able to talk with you guys about things in Halo. So thank you guys so much for coming on. I really do appreciate yep. it. I hope you guys could uh, come on again. We can do this again sometime. Maybe even include some of the other people, like another one of our friends that we know, Matt, and and talk about that. But uh, I'll let you guys say your last piece, and then I'll, I'll wrap it up. Well, thanks for having us. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, no, I, I enjoyed it. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you guys so much for listening and tuning in. Remember, these guys' views come out every week on Wednesday. Uh, going to be coming out until probably the release of Halo Infinite, you know, at least. And uh, we'll talk about more topics. Uh, currently, the topics that we've been talking about uh, leading up to this were mostly lore-based and kind of going into character development. But hopefully from time to time, we'll get things like this where we're able to Talk about some interesting dynamics of the Halo universe and things about the Halo games that could shed some more light having more people's opinion on it. But thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening to. I really appreciate it, and we'll see you guys next time.